When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. This is episode 1,578 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm Jeff Alpin, the big game hunter, the host of this show as I've been since, this is so hard to say, November 2010, almost 10 years of doing shows. Now, before I get started, we've all seen the devastation in the Bahamas. If you haven't made a donation yet or you don't know where to donate, consider making one to the Bahamas version of the Red Cross at bahamasredcross.org forward slash donate. Again, bahamasredcross.org forward slash donate. And if you have another organization that you want to contribute to, by all means, do it. I just want to make sure a message is put out and we're all doing something to support the people there who are hurting so badly. We've all seen it on the news, right? So today's show is continuing my Sunday theme about, well, it's my old job search radio show where I was doing 30-minute interviews with someone. And today's show is an interview I did with Mike Sheila that's really geared toward less experienced people or recent grads called LinkedIn is awful because, you know, frankly, for the longest time it has been. Now, this was recorded a few years ago. Things have improved a little bit, but the core of it from a uh, early career person's perspective is still the same. It's an ugly, disgusting site. And you still need to play with it because it's the biggest game in town right now. Hope you find it helpful. Hope you give it a great review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. And with that, let's get going, okay? I'm going to be doing a show today with Mike Sheila, and we're going to be focusing this show on LinkedIn and LinkedIn for college grads, LinkedIn for students, LinkedIn for those of you who are early in your career. Now, a lot of this is going to apply to older workers as well, but I think for a lot of the older workers, you're already sold on LinkedIn. But for younger workers, I understand it's a different ball of wax, and we want to suggest to you that it's time to reconsider LinkedIn. So I hope you enjoy this show. I'm going to mention one more thing before we start, and that is this is the last week I'm going to be offering my promotion of $299 per month for coaching with me. Normally, it's four sessions for $750. As you can hear, I'm charging less. So one more week of this, if you find this at a later date, past this week, you're going to see a higher price there. So I don't want you to be surprised or disappointed. But in the meantime, I want you to enjoy the interview with Mike and join me in some song. Are you looking for a new job or interested in leveling up? Job Search Radio is your go-to resource for insider tips on job hunting and growing your career. Here's your host, Jeff Altman. 
So my guest this week is Mike Sheila, a sales professional and LinkedIn consultant who's been advising businesses and job hunters about using LinkedIn effectively. Mike, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on board. Thank you for having me today, Jeff. This is going to be fun. You betcha it's going to be fun. I'm counting on it, darn it. <laughs> so, for job hunters, most people, when they hear it's going to be a LinkedIn show, at this point, I think they roll their eyes up into the back of their head because they've heard so much advice for LinkedIn. But... And this show is going to be a little bit different because we're going to be dealing with a different audience than the usual one. You know, the usual suspects, 40 years old or older, you know, they've got 20 years under their belt in their career, and um, they're trying to get more results. But the younger job hunters is where we're going to focus today. So I know from conversations I've had with college students and recent grads, they're not as fond of LinkedIn as the older worker is. Why do you think that is, Mike? That's a great question, Jeff. And I think the the core to that is LinkedIn is viewed very professionally. And to take that a step farther, I, a lot of people that don't regularly use LinkedIn have this perception of, well, it's just a job posting board. I post my online resume there and like Monster.com or some of the other job posting boards, people find me. And they don't see much value to it. And I, I actually, I have a, a good friend who I met about six years ago when she was fresh out of college, and she had just started working for her father's insurance business. We were in a networking group together. And p- frequently when I would make introductions for people, I would say to them, are you on LinkedIn? Most of the time they said yes, and they, I would say to them, Richard, great, I'm going to send you an introduction request to this person on LinkedIn, and you two can take it from there. And every time I would do that, she would say to me, oh, I hate LinkedIn. And after I chuckled a little bit, I would say, why? She goes, oh, it's, just, it's just stupid. And I didn't get a better articulated answer than that. And I said to her one day, well, i tell you what why don't you come to one of my presentations and just hear what I have to say about it? And then you could tell me if you still think it's stupid then. And she kind of rolled her eyes and said, okay. She came to one of my presentations, and generally they're about an hour long when I pr- pr- present to groups. And at the end of it, she walked up to me and said, oh, my God, Mike, I owe you an apology. I had no idea the things that I could do, the way I could find people, the way I could connect, the way I could put information out there. She was this is phenomenal. I, I need to, I need, I really need to step up my profile now. She said, I'm kind of embarrassed at how it looks and I really need to change it. I think the other component of that, Mike, is it's a very kludgy platform that kind of looks intimidating to the beginner. Like, there's nothing really intuitive about it. You really have to know the platform to find all the great tools that are there. So I'm member 7563 of LinkedIn. I I was there very early on. And I would stare at this thing, and every time they added a new feature, it just slowed down the platform. And now it's still clumsy. 
but you know, for for younger workers or college grads, I think the lack of speed, the fact that you know it's an ugly platform to stare at, I think is a real turnoff for them, and and it's hard to figure out. But for people like you and I, we know how it really rolls. So I'm looking forward to really giving folks an education on how to put it together. So. Where can someone start? You know, you're uh, tw- you know, 19 to 23 years old. You're close to graduating or you have graduated and you're early in your career. What should they really know about getting launched on LinkedIn? I think there are three big takeaways. If they get nothing else out of this conversation you and I are having today, it's, it's these three things. It's professional picture, keywords, recommendations. And here's why I say that. Professional picture, it's got to be a nice, good, sharp, crisp close-up of your face. You know, looking at your profile, looks like there's maybe like a, a brick wall or some technology behind you, but it's a nice, sharp, crisp picture of your face. I could tell that it's you. I could tell that somebody took that on your behalf and put some care into getting the lighting correct and, and all of that. And that's valuable. And it's very inexpensive. I you might spend $100 to get a professional headshot done. And there are many organizations out there now that are giving away free headshots. In fact, LinkedIn just finished doing a nationwide roadshow where they were going to every major metropolitan city across the U.S. in this big bus. And they were people could line up outside of the bus, get a headshot taken, and a few days later it had a gift spot. All courtesy of LinkedIn. It was a fantastic campaign to get That's really cool. the quality of the photos improved. That's that's the first piece. And the second piece is keywords. And you want them throughout your profile. And you want to start right at the top of your profile. So, again, I'm looking at your profile right now, and I see your great profile picture. To the immediate right of that, it says Jeff Altman. And then below that, it says the big game hunter, coach, recruiter, coaching people to play professional game big. What you want to do with that space is largely what you did. You've got some great keywords in there. You have 120 characters to work with. And what I recommend to people is you want to come up with a list of about 20 keywords. And most importantly, you want those keywords to reflect the job that you want, not necessarily the job that you have. And this is particularly so I'm going to play student for, for a second, Mike. I'm sorry to interrupt. So in, in being student, I go, oh, man, where do I find those freaking keywords? How do I figure that well, out? Well, the first thing you do is, you know, the classic question, which I, at 43 years old, am still trying to answer, is what do I want to be when I grow up? And I will go into LinkedIn, and I will actually look at other people that do the things that I want to do. So if I want to be a CIO, Chief Information Officer, I type in CIO, and I look through that. I'm going to get a lot of hits on that. I look through their profiles, and I look for words that seem relevant, and then I'll look at the next CIO and the next one. And after I look at 15 or 20 of them, I'm going to start to see a handful of words come up over and over again. And that's how you build that list. So for the 23-year-old, they're not going to have anything related to the skills that the CIO will have. And I know that's aspirational, but mm-hmm. you know, they're thinking in terms of the next step up, perhaps, sure. you know, how they want to position Maybe they're themselves. thinking of being a network engineer. Maybe they're 
thinking of being a paralegal, maybe we're thinking of being an office manager, whatever that role is, you can type that job title in the LinkedIn and you're going to find thousands of people that already do that job. Agreed. So that's, that's, folks, how you put together that keyword list. And what do you do with that keyword list once you have it? First is in that headline right underneath your name, you want to put as many of those keywords in there as possible because the way LinkedIn works is largely on what's called Boolean search. And I'm just learning the specifics of Boolean search now. I've been doing a lot of it intuitively, but I'm starting to learn that there are some there's some science behind how it works. And if somebody's going to hire an accountant, they'll type in the word accountant, right? And in a city like New York or Baltimore or Washington, D.C., they might turn up in New York uh, 242,000 accountants. Yes. And you might also look up CPA. You might also look up controller. You might look up accounts payable. You might look up accounts receivable. Those are all good examples of keywords to put into your profile if that's the industry that you want to be in. And then once you've done those keywords in your headline, you want to make sure that those keywords show up in your summary. You want to make sure that they show up in any job descriptions that you have. You want to make sure that they show up in any volunteer work that you've done. And you want to make sure that they show up in your interest section and even in your advice for contact section. Interesting. So the idea, I don't want to, to make it seem like it's, you're creating a spam profile, but in the non-LinkedIn world, uh, if someone were uh, doing something like this, it would be referred to as keyword stuffing, uh, where they're just mm-hmm. abundantly repeating these throughout uh, a document, a presentation, something along those lines to trick Google. Here the, the idea is you want to draw recruiters to the site, uh, you know, to your profile page, so that they'll find you and see that you've used the, these, you perform these functions, you've served this purpose for quite some time. Do I have that right? Yeah, and you want, you want it to be in a conversational manner. <laughs> And what I, what I recommend to people, again, let's use accounting as an example. You know, you're, about to gra- you're about to graduate from college with your bachelor's, and you want to be an accountant. I would highly recommend that you get an internship at an accounting firm. There are plenty of them, there are plenty of them out there that want to have you work for no money, but it'll give you exposure. It also gives you the opportunity to get recommendations from people within your industry. You can also volunteer. You can volunteer for your local church, your local community, your chamber of commerce. One of the big things that I tell students is find something that you care about. Find something that you're passionate about because everybody has that cause that means something to them. Some people have more. You know, Within my circle of influence, pancreatic cancer is a cause I care deeply about because it took the life of my mother, and autism is a care is a, is something that I care deeply about because my son's autistic, and I put a lot of time, and a lot of effort, and a lot of money into those because they matter to me, and that does a couple of things. 
it first it shows the outside world that you're not just about business that you're a person and when you can you said i think you said 240,000 accountants in the New York City area uh-huh. something like that yes. so why are they going to hire you why are they even going to talk to you yeah they're why are they even going to talk to you and what really becomes important is having those little differentiators. So if you can show that, hey, you're about to graduate college with a degree in accounting, and you've been an intern at fill-in-the-blank CPA for the last six months, and on weekends you volunteer at fill-in-the-blank community service by doing their books for them, and you have a recommendation from in each category not only are you going to show up higher in the LinkedIn search rankings when people look for accountants, but you're increasing the likelihood that that hiring manager or that recruiter is going to find you. Because one of the big keys to LinkedIn is the second-degree connection. And to explain that, you and I, Jeff, we are first-degree connections, meaning when we originally set up this interview, I sent you an invitation to connect and you accept it. So now, all of my connections are second degree to you, and all of your connections are second degree to me. And here's why that's valuable. Let's say six months from now, I am looking to get in the door with a company. And I go and I, I search the person out that I'm looking for. I'm looking to speak to the CIO, the chief information officer. But let's just say, for the purposes of this call, I'm looking for the hiring manager at XYZ Marketing Firm. So I type in hiring manager, I refine it down to XYZ Marketing Firm, and lo and behold, who does Bob Smith, the hiring manager at XYZ Marketing Firm, has a mutual connection but you. The first thing that I'm going to do with that is I'm going to give you a call and say, hey, Jeff, I was looking at profiles on LinkedIn, and I saw that you were connected to Bob Smith, the hiring manager at XYZ Marketing Firm. Let me ask you a question. How well do you know him, and what do you think is the best way for me to approach him about job opportunities within his company? And then I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to listen for your answer, because I'm going to get a couple of things out of that. I could get, oh, I don't really know him that well. We met at a cocktail party and connected, and I haven't talked to him since. I might get, oh, well, you know, we've met a few times, uh, either professionally or personally. You know, our sons played on the soccer team together, or hey, I, I, I see him at the networking event every month. We shake hands, have a laugh. So that's the next layer. And then the layer after that is the inner circle, the, the, the close, trusted partner. You know, I went to college with Bob. We grew up together. We were best friends. We were in Cub Scouts together. We were on the swim team together. He's my cousin. He's my brother-in-law. Well, Jeff, would you, would you mind introducing me? Just, just a, a general introduction so I can get my foot in the door. And if it's that level, and I've done a good job of building my relationship with you, meaning I'm asking you this, but I've done things to help you in the past, I'm going to get that door opened. You betcha you will. And it's a huge difference for the job hunter. I'm going to pause this now and just say, we'll be back with more from Mike in just a moment. But first, my job search insider tip for this show. And I'm going to do a LinkedIn tip today. And it's funny, I know Mike teaches this uh, as well. 
This tip is about the summary area on your profile. And I always encourage people to put a phone number and email address in their profile area, uh, in their summary area, in order to ensure that someone who finds the page will find it easy to reach out to them rather than spending an email to do so. But someone wrote to me recently and said, but I don't want to put my phone number there. I don't want to get calls all the time. So the question becomes, how do you handle that? You want to create ease, but you also you know, you don't want to be interrupted at work. And the answer is a Google Voice number. Google Voice is a free tool. You just need to have a Gmail account. Google provides you with a phone number that you can forward to any or all numbers that you own. So, for example, you can forward it to your mobile phone and turn off the forwarding during the course of a certain period of time in the day. He will also transcribe or attempt to transcribe a message for you. Sometimes the messages are very funny, but they're also going to send you phone numbers of who's called you. They can do that by text and or email. So get a Google Voice number for yourself and for your email address if you don't want to give out a personal email address. Get a specific one for LinkedIn that forwards to your personal email address. They're all available from Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, any number of providers you can set that up with for free, and thus shield, uh, shall we say, the incessant interruptions. So let's come back to Mike and pick up where we left off, and we were talking about the different, you know, taking advantage of that second level connection by reaching out to a relationship that you've developed with a good first level connection. Now, one thing I don't want to forget about in the way of LinkedIn tools is the you know, find alumni option that exists on LinkedIn. Do you think the younger job hunters should try that function? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite books is Tribes. And I don't know if you've read it, a fantastic book, but it talks about how people are collections of individuals with like-minded ideals. And when you find your tribe, it makes your world so much easier, so much more productive. And a tribe can be just about anything. For example, if you're from New York, you're either in the Yankee tribe or you're in the Mets tribe. You, you, you're not in Yankees, Yankees. <laughs> but on the opposite end of that, you're also in the baseball tribe. So while maybe I don't like the Yankees and I'm not in the Yankees tribe, I can talk to somebody in the baseball tribe because we both love baseball. And your university, your alma mater, that's one of your tribes. And I've gotten many met, I've gotten many meetings through LinkedIn by messaging somebody I've never met before, and in the subject line I put "Go Retrievers." My my school, UM, University of Maryland, UMBC, we are known as the Retrievers, and that means something to people that have gone to UMBC. And every school has a mascot, and they have that. Even if you weren't terribly active in college, you know, if you didn't really do anything, your 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 mascot still means something to you. And if you're if you went to school at UNBC and you're in California and you see somebody wearing 
your UMBC sweatshirt, you're going to reach out and go, hey, Retriever, it's just it's what you do. And, and think about that, you know. Think about anything that matters to you. If you're kind of out of place and you see it out of place, you gravitate towards that person. And even though you've never met them before, you have this identity with them, and you're okay talking to them because otherwise they're basically a stranger. But, hey, that person went to UMBC or, hey, that person's a Yankee fan. <laughs> that, that just resonates, and it helps you build that network, build that credibility, build that tribe to get to the next level. So absolutely, use your university. Uh, many people that are in college are also military. They went to ROTC. They did National Guard. They, they, they've done other elements so that they could then go to college to pay for college. And you want to talk about having a tribe, having a community, having something that resonates, having something that matters. If you were a Marine or you were in the Navy, you were in the Air Force, there's groups within LinkedIn just for that. And you can leverage the heck out of that. A Marine will help another Marine. You know, a naval cadet will help another naval cadet. And right on down the line, absolutely take advantage of those tribes that you are already a part of to maximize your success. So what, is, what does someone say, you know, when they reach out, whether it's to a tribe member, uh, to uh, an alum, you know, how, how do they kind of communicate what they're looking for or, or that they want to connect? I think the first thing that you start with is you, you, you don't ask for the, you don't go for the big ask right at the beginning. Like if you find out that somebody that went to your college is the CEO of an organization that you are keenly interested in working for. You don't reach out to them and say, hey, Bob, I'd love to work in your accounting department. You start out by building that credibility. First, if you can get an introduction, if you have a mutual connection, ask for that to open the door. And you start by saying, I would would love to get your insight on how you built this business. I've got some... I have some aspirations of my own, and I know that you also went to XYZ University, and I thought as one alumni to another, you could just give me 10 minutes on the telephone to share your insight. Most of the time, they want to do that. And if that's all you're asking for, and that's all that's on your agenda, they're, they're going to give it. And what invariably happens is, when you get that time and you start asking those smart questions, they will usually say to you, well, what are you doing now? You know, what, what, what do you do for work? And you could say, well, I'm just getting ready to graduate from college, and I'm going to have a degree in accounting, I'm going to have a degree in engineering or a degree in computer science, and I'm starting to establish what opportunities are out there for me. Cool. And for younger alum that you reach out to, I think – that new grad or soon-to-be grad can reach out to them and just simply say, hey, I'm coming out in the next six months. How did you find your job? What was your process like? 
And it can Absolutely. be just something as vague as that. Listen to their hero story, as it's called. And from there, you're going to get some pointers from different people about how they found the position. How would you hear about this job? can be another one of these questions. And that's going to start planting the seed about their firm. You're not asking for the job. How did you hear about this firm is a different question than, is your firm hiring someone like me? Can you use someone like me? <laughs> <laughs> we never want to go to begging, do we? You don't want to sound desperate. doesn't work in dating, and it doesn't work in job search. <laughs> so... I've been eating up a lot of time with questions that are off the point for what we're, what you originally said you wanted to talk about. So I'm going to hand the baton back to you. This is a public speaking opportunity now. Take it away. You've got the show for a couple of minutes. What, what haven't we covered yet that you'd want to cover for this younger audience? I think the biggest thing is always be connecting. You go to a job fair, you hand out 10 resumes, Follow up with every single one of those recruiters. Send them a connection request. It's as, simple, it's as simple as, Jeff, thank you for talking to me at the XYZ University job fair today. I hope we have the opportunity to work together in the future. That's all. Build, start the relationship so that you can build it. And keep cultivating those connections. And you want to connect to everyone. I was mentoring a college student from the university at Baltimore a couple months ago. She had come to an event, and I sat down with her to go through one of my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. And during the process, the subject of her parents had come up, and she was explaining to me that she was a Russian immigrant. Her parents had been born and raised in Russia. They came over here when she was a couple years old, so she speaks both Russian and English. And I said, you speak two languages. You absolutely need to have that on your profile. That is incredibly valuable. Don't underestimate the value of speaking multiple languages fluently. And in addition to that, I said, you know, you should look and see if your parents are on here and connect with them. And she said, oh, my parents are not here. And that's when she started telling me that they were Russian immigrants and so forth. And as we were building her profile, there's that great little section on the right-hand side of the home screen that says, people you may know. And she says to me, oh, my gosh, there's my mom. And I said, mom's on LinkedIn. She said, yes. And she probably has a lot more connections than you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely convinced your mom wasn't on LinkedIn. You find out she is. How do you know that one of those connections she has isn't the next person that's going to hire you? Make those connections and build them. And then the next big thing is cultivating those connections. And the best way to do that is right at the top of your home screen, there are three little items. There's a message bubble, there's a little flag, and then there's a silhouette with a plus sign next to it. The message bubble is where you can message with your fellow LinkedIn members. Check it every day. You, want, you don't want that to be lit up. It's like the, the, the mailbox on your phone. Get that little red notification. You have one email. You have 100 emails. Click in there once a day. Make sure there isn't anybody that you have not responded to. Make sure you respond. To I'm going to pause here and go, folks, Mike is talking like a guy who lives on a desktop computer all the time. There are mobile apps for LinkedIn where you can do it while you're commuting. So it's a real easy thing to check on uh, from your phone while you're traveling to work or while you're at the gym. You, know, you can just very simply look at the app, see who's reached out to you, reply back. Sorry to interrupt, but hey, we're talking no, that's to the younger audience. That's a great point. 
because in addition to the LinkedIn app, which allows you to do what you just described, they have an app just for job seekers. So once you put in all your credentials, it'll let you know when the new job opportunities come up that are relevant to your key searches. And they have an app just for reading their blog, and they have a la- an app just for their groups. So when you go to the app, app on your phone, you can actually set it up to have simple apps, and you can engage them as you see appropriate. It's really cool. I think now that LinkedIn is an aggregator of jobs as well. I think the most recent statistic I saw was they have access to 78% of the jobs available in the United States at this point. So for that U.S. job hunter, there's just an enormous reservoir of positions there that are not that are now listed on LinkedIn. Yep, that would not surprise me in the least bit. They really have done a fantastic job with that component. So anything else we need to tell the younger audience in order to help them launch their career and use LinkedIn effectively? I already said always be connecting. The other ABC is always be customizing. When you send a connection request to someone, delete the, I would like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn. I hate that. (laughs) Just a quick personal note. Hey, Jeff, great being a guest on your podcast the other day. I hope we have the opportunity to work together in the future. Just simple. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm thanking you for your time. But you've personalized it. You've made it something that resonates. I just noticed that when you get a new job, there there is this function on the app that allows you to just say congrats, which I can't stand, so you want to delete that. It also gives you the option to send a personal message to someone, which I like even better. Now, the challenge with that is that also has a generic one in it, and it says something to the effect of, hey, Mike, uh, congrats on the new role. Hope you're doing well. And the only reason I know this is because I recently changed my J job, and I posted the update on LinkedIn a few days ago, and I got 30 personal emails to my LinkedIn box, and they all said, congrats on the new role, hope you're doing well. And I'm like, well, that can't, that can't be a coincidence. So it's another default. So you want to make sure you go in and you delete the defaults and you personalize. You always be customizing. I'll say the same thing about if you get to the point where you decide to write a blog article for LinkedIn, apparently there's a default response that says, great post, exclamation point. I've gotten a few of those, too. The last article I wrote, I got like 200 great posts. And on my desktop computer, if I if I delete those, LinkedIn's delete function in in your message box is awful. They don't have a group delete. They only have single deletes. So manually, you have to go through this three-step process to delete an individual email that on your phone is so easy. So if you're going to respond to anything, if you're going to send a message to someone, it's so good to use the app because you can use speech in order to create the response. So it's easier to customize there than it is on the desktop device. They really are moving towards being an app-based platform. Certainly, the desktop, laptop platform is still very viable. But LinkedIn, in the last 
90 days has made a concerted effort to move towards being an app-based platform. Agreed. And I'm going to tack on one other reminder for for you, those those of you who are 25 and under. And that is, you're 25 or less now, but if you're lucky, one day you're going to be 35 and 45. And I can keep going older, but you get the point that I'm making here. And the network connections that you make now and build on now can be the difference makers for the next job search and for the one after that and the one after that. So now is the time to build your contacts and relationships, just like you do on Facebook, just like you do on Twitter. Take the time to do it now because, frankly, the next recession is coming. I don't know when, but there's going to be another one. And you want to have everything in place now so that when you need help or others need help, you've got the relationship going in order to help one another. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get more from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. I have more than 6,000 blog posts there that you can watch, listen to, or read that will help you find your next job. If you want the best of my advice, join JobSearchCoachingHQ.com, where I've curated information with a focus on interviewing. If you decide to take the lifetime membership at the site, It's $299 currently, but that's the price of a coaching session or an hour of coaching from me, and I'll be giving that to you if you join with a lifetime membership. Have a few questions? Contact me through the Magnify app for iOS or PrestoExperts.com where you can call me. Schedule a specific time with me through chat on Magnify or by connecting with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Once we're connected on LinkedIn, you can message me about coaching you, scheduling in time for Magnify or Presto experts, speak with me about a resume or LinkedIn profile critique, help you with a salary negotiation or my trusted advisor services, and much, much more. Like you, I don't work for free. I do charge for what I do. You can take my classes on Skillshare and become a premium member using the link in the show notes and receive two months for free instead of just the one that the site offers. Skillshare offers thousands and thousands of courses, not just simply mine, on a host of different subjects that can help you in many different ways. Lastly, join my group on Facebook called Career Angles. It's free to the first 250 people who join and is focused on helping you do better at work. Information is shared daily and we're attempting to build a supportive group there. Ask to join. I'm not letting recruiters in at this point. So I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a great day. Be great. Hold up. 
Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. 